Holy crap. Without further ado, it's Neil Middleton of Royal Bliss and his creepy ass ma- Is that your face underneath that mask? It's your face <laughs> yeah. on the mask and underneath the mask. I had to just keep it on. But That's... my wife made me shave my mustache off, so this way I can oh, yeah. keep it. This is revolutionary, Neil. This is, I mean, what she needs to do is patent that shit. Like, like, did you lose your beard during the uh, during the COVID, Mel? Here you no, go. no I, I grew a mustache because I've never really grown a mustache. And uh, I had short hair now. And like with the long hair, I pulled the beard off just fine. But with short hair, the beard looks a little weird. So <laughs> I did November and grew out the mustache and I kind of liked it. But it kind of it started taking over my personality and... Uh, and at that point, it was like, and the wife, every time we made out, my hair went up her nose and she mm, didn't like that. Yeah. And if that was preventing other things from happening, from it going beyond the making out, then, you know, the mustache Dude, had it. to go. I get it. But See, I, I still got this. <laughs> you see, it's still, it lives in infamy, you know? You kind of got the, uh, I'm still Magnum PI, but only in only under the mask. I love it, man. I mean, you, you're, you probably scare small children with that, but that's all right. There are a lot of people with that. How you been, brother? I've been good, man. Been good. We've been uh, surviving and and just trying to stay busy. We got you know a bunch of new music coming out and uh, new videos and and hopefully get back on the road sometime in the end of May. We're fingers crossed. But I'm actually in a venue right now. We're doing a our Tom Petty tribute tonight here in this beautiful room. Look at that. So, yeah, look at this place. That's a beautiful room there, bro. Yeah. We usually we have a thousand people in here, but tonight we're only allowed to have two hundred. But it's really sick. Like, see how far the chairs are away from each other, yeah. and everybody, everybody has. Uh, you have to wear a mask coming in, and then once you sit and have a drink, that you can take your mask off. But it's a beautiful stage. And I'm I'm just fortunate that here in Utah, we're able to follow some guidelines, and they're still able to, you know, keep our friends in business and keep our friends working. You know, I have one of the guys helping us load in today, and he's just like, "Thank you so much for doing this and playing a show," because, you know, I mean, it gives them a job, and uh, so a lot of people don't think about that all the people behind the scenes and so for us you know we're, we we have the royal here in salt lake and we're mm-hmm. able to play there and you know we've been the royal's been helping us stay alive and we've been helping keep the royal alive and then venues like the depot and a few other spots that we try to support the best we can we do it in a safe way but uh i mean it's it's funny because people will still slam us but you're probably more likely to get COVID at costco or, or walmart than you are <laughs> at one of these venues yeah, it's it, and it's good for you guys, I think, and I, I know it's tough. I know it's tough because you guys, that the, the crowd and you, that relationship is something special, and and you know that's a lot of rock and roll bands. I mean, that's where the energy is. So I know it's got to be challenging to be in a room like it's a beautiful room as that is, but to have everybody be kind of spread out. But it's it, kind of like playing a dinner club. <laughs> <laughs> what are you having with your steak? Did you go with the mashed potatoes or did you go with the fries? Yeah, it's, I mean, as silly as that sounds, it, it does feel like that. I mean, it's way different, but we're just happy to be able to do it. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk to the fans and the people that are coming to the shows, how much it means to them to be able to go out and like the mental release, you know, that, that people have. You know, I've had grown men crying, you know, coming up to me just thinking, like, thank you so much. I haven't seen a show and six months and being here i realize how important it is to me so i see that side of it you know where like this is actual medication for people you know especially from the mental standpoint because so many people are depressed and and starting to lose their shit and you know when you're able to come into a live concert and have that connection with other humans even though you're apart from each other it's it's important and i'll never take being on stage for granted ever again 
not that I did too much in the first place, but you know, any moment when I was like, Oh, I don't feel like playing tonight. I'll never have that feeling ever again. Yeah. I mean, I've said that repeatedly over the course of the last 10 months plus is, is from a fan's perspective, anytime an artist is in town or a band that you like, or maybe a band, you don't, you know, one song of, or any band in general that is in your town on a given weeknight or a weekend, you know, you really need to rethink how much you took for granted when that band was in town. Like, it's, you know, I'll see them. They'll be next time, next run. You know, they'll yeah. probably do a, you know, they'll do a fall tour and I'll catch them then. But how much people will be just itching to get back out anytime there's a show in town. I mean, I've been encouraging them on, on the podcast, on social media. I'm like, go and see the fucking show. I mean, you, you, you gotta, you don't know, you realize now how much shit can be taken away just like that. Go and see the show because tomorrow, who the fuck knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, it's funny when you hear people talking about, like, I'll never complain about paying $15 for a beer again. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> so I could really use that point. <laughs> really use an overpriced beer right now. I mean, about 15 yeah. bucks for, like, you know, a 12 ounce, you know, tap light beer. Mmm, sounds delicious. Yeah, exactly. But not for you, though, because you're, are you back on the fucking 75 hard? Are you doing the, doing the damn thing again? Yeah, I'm doing the damn thing again. You know, I did I did a whole year. I did 365 days without any alcohol, and I did probably 150 days of that as with the 75 hard kind of lifestyle. And then I went, uh, I fell off the wagon for two weeks, and then now I'm right back on where, and which is my plan all along. Mm. It was just, I just, I just want to be ready and the, you know, mentally, physically, whenever the floodgates open, I want to be the, at the highest level I can possibly be. And I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of all the, all the ones that, band members and people like that i think i've talked to so many of them that are in the same kind of mind frame of like when we get out of this we are going to kick so much ass and and never take for granted our health never take for granted the ability to play music and being in front of a crowd and just destroying them with <laughs> with, with is uh, the best that we have you know right. i mean like in the past you know there, there's so many shows a lot of our fans out there know that you know, I, I drink a lot and sometimes there's, it's not my best show and I'm hammered drunk on stage or I'm, I'm overweight and I'm out of shape and, and, and huffing and puffing and trying to catch my breath to get the lyrics out or, or on tour whenever, uh, you know, I'm, it's not my best performance and I never want to be in that situation again. So through this last year, you know, just I've focused on taking care of myself and, and I, that's one of the most positive things about this whole shit was you know, I was able to be home and not be on tour. I was able to focus and get better habits in my life and spend time with my family, spend time with my boys and build a relationship with them that I'd never had. But it really helped me focus on my health. And and because so many times if I'm home for a month or four weeks and I'm like, all right, I'm going to work out, work out, work out. I get back on the road and so many of the bands out there know this. That you know, the first week or so, you're pretty good on tour, mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, I'm doing good, I'm eating healthy, and then by week two, it starts going downhill, and by week three, week four, you're just back in the same shit and bad habits and eating pizza and cheeseburgers and whatever else is thrown in your face with a bottle of Jägermeister. And <laughs> I think I'll have uh, I have a little bit more control going into 2021 touring. Dude, that's 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 fucking impressive, especially given you know, really, not just band guy, but like everybody was given this. Uh, this free pass to be like, hey, here's what we want you to do: stay home and don't do anything. You know, do you know? This is your opportunity. Lay on the couch. You know, don't get up, don't do anything. Yeah. And you're like, uh, like I'm. I, I raised my hand. Nobody 
Nobody called on me. I'm like, I feel like we should be telling people something else. <laughs> like, I feel the narrative needs to be, maybe don't do that. Yeah. Maybe find, uh, maybe find a hobby. I don't know. Yeah, exactly, Collect man. stamps and then right. go for a walk. Something. Yeah. You know, do something. But well, yeah, that's one thing that we should have focused on. Like, you know, it's the people that have other conditions and that are unhealthy that COVID's affecting the most. And the best thing I can do is take care of myself, at least give myself a fighting chance if it's something that's going to affect me. And for everybody, too, like we're instead of just staying home and eating potato chips and pizza all day and getting fatter and more lazy. It's like, all right, I got to I got to be active because I want to be back out there as soon as possible. I want to be playing shows. I want to be hugging our fans and, and seeing all our friends and not be worried at all. Like, I'm not scared now if I get covid. I feel like I'll be fine. I'll make it through it. And, and no worries. But. You know, a year and a half ago, I don't know that, you know, 250 right. pounds or whatever I was at that point, 240 pounds and not healthy. You know, I'm clinically obese at that point. And so it's like I got to do all the things I can so I can get back to work. Good on you, man. That's that's it's impressive, especially during all all the the excuse filled uh, landscape we live in right now to again, that free yeah. pass has been given out. But to, but to stay on top of it, man, and, and I'll, I'll get you out of here with this. I know you got to get ready for a show, but you mentioned writing some new stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously the, this has given a lot of opportunity to a lot of artists to, um, to put pen to paper. Uh, sometimes you got to do it in different ways, you know, with, but you know, I guess, thankfully for technology, you can, you can do these kind of things. Um, is, is there an expectation for some new music to drop anytime soon? I'm not, you know, not specific yep. dates. Cause I know you got some, you got some things, but are you, are you working on getting some new stuff out? We got a new song coming out February 12th. And then we're going to be releasing basically a new song every four to five weeks to until August when we plan on releasing the whole album. But uh, we're just going to put out because we've been writing and writing and recording and recording. So we have a ton of new material that's coming out, just like just like the Lonely Ones. It was so good to see Jimmy on there. I miss those boys. And uh, uh, all the bands that are on this whole list, man, what's up to all of them? And I can't wait to share the stage with them again. I can't wait to hear what they've been working on. You know, Royal Bliss is going to be bringing the fire. And I know all the bands that are on here, Mike Prodich and my boys from uh, Blacktop Mojo. And, man, I, I'm just excited to see the music that comes out next year or this year. Yeah, I, I think everybody's looking forward to that. If, if there is a silver lining in all this, it's it's a couple of things that you touched on. It's the fact that you've had a lot of time and probably some new emotion to oh, write yeah. on. And the new music that's going to come out of this is going to be fucking spectacular. And you also have, and I talked to Mike about this from The Violent, I was like, are you just, is it just inside? I mean, there's like this energy inside of you just waiting for the lights to go down on a big show where it's fucking shoulder to shoulder. And he's like, I hope I don't blow up. You know, I hope I don't just explode at some point before that moment happens because the energy that's built up to get back out and do these shows is, I mean, from everybody I've talked to today and everybody I've talked to on the show, on the podcast, the, the you know, it's like this itch that needs to be scratched in the, in the worst way. My sensitive ass will probably be crying. <laughs> it will be too. <laughs> you'll come out. I mean, the fucking baseline will drop and you'll come out and be like, I just want to say I missed you, motherfucker, so much. Crowd start hugging people. I mean, it'll be. I love you. And I, I love you. And I love you. No, man. Hey, Neil, it's so good to fucking see your face. Even even with the, the creepy ass mask on. I mean, it's it's good to <laughs> see your face. And, and I'm glad you kept the stash alive in some form. I mean, it, you know, for us. For us, uh, you know, facial hair folk, you know, it's good to see you keeping the keeping the flame burning, scaring the small children. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just something. That's just something all kinds of special, my friend. 
to a tour near near you here soon. <laughs> Neil, Royal Bliss, hey, good luck on the show tonight. Hope it all goes well. Uh, let me know what they have with their steak at the uh, at the dinner table. And uh, man, I can't I can't wait to see you at a fucking show, man. I can't wait to see you back up here. Looking forward to it, man. And this much love. All right, take care of yourself, brother. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Neil Middleton, Royal Bliss, and his creepy ass mask on the show. That that was beautiful. <laughs> love that guy. That's good though. It, it's good. To, it's good to hear from all these bands out here today that have been a part of the show and just the excitement that they feel to to getting back. I know. I know some of them are doing shows. And you know, we talked to, uh, you know, talked to Jimmy, uh, or Matt, Jimmy James from uh, from Blytop Mojo, and they're doing a show tonight. And a couple of the guys doing doing some shows here and there. But man, it just doesn't. It doesn't have that feel like you know every weekend or every every weeknight there's a show. Um, but we'll get there, man. We'll get there. I promise you. Uh, again, thanks to all of you who are watching uh, whatever platform you are on. Make sure you jump in the comments, uh, jump some stuff on there. Uh, yes, the, the Steven Tyler and Jimmy thing. I gotta, I'm gonna text him that after we get off the show here. Uh, but uh, to move on with the program, Vince, my friend, my brother from another. How you doing, friend? How right. are you, brother? Doing good, man. Rocking through uh, the first live show. I gotta say thanks to you for uh, for being a part of it, man. I, I fucking love it. Super stoked to be here. I don't have a creepy ass face mask though i'm disappointed <laughs> in myself well and, you know next time next time luck, luckily so like you know from from my my vantage point so i you know obviously right now i can see you know what we're streaming live and i can see like who's in the green room down here so luckily i saw it before it came on the screen because i you know i may have sworn oh wait i fucking i've sworn, I've sworn yeah. the whole time i may have said are, are we not supposed to swear no it's, it's probably, actually it's actually encouraged my goal with this show is to see okay. if we can get kicked off of every platform because Fuck yeah, dude. All right. <laughs> How you been, man? Hell yeah. How you been? Been good, man. Just working through all this COVID shit, trying to make music, you know, doing doing what we're all trying to do, right? Yeah, it's I think the um uh, and, and and you heard me talking about this. I know you were you were in the green room uh talking with Neil, but the time that you guys have had, that artists have had during all this, and and I, and I saw some of the stuff you've been posting on social media, um, dropping some fucking some fucking fat rhymes, dude. I'm just got me all jacked to, when, to get you on here and stuff. But do, do you feel like because of the time? I know you guys, you know, love to be on stage. I mean, when you post videos, you know, old videos of you guys doing shows and stuff. I know you just, you know, you you want to fucking feel the energy again. Are you kind of harnessing that into like? you know, to writing new stuff and to kind of building the show up a little bit. For sure. I mean, I think what it all boils down to, like regardless of the success or how much you're touring or how many shows you're playing as a musician. And I'm sure I can speak for the other dudes on here is like, you know, that's therapy, man. Mm. You know, it's more than just playing a show and just putting your music out there. It's like legitimately, uh, mental health you know right. so when you take that away from some of us you know, it's just tough man <clears throat> and uh you know having that family you know being a minnesota boy and you know midwest in general we got family in every state in the midwest and when you don't see them people for so long you know it's it's tough man so yeah i'm i'm uh, storing it up and getting ready to drop it off here i mean we got rock fest coming up which mm. I still, you know, fingers crossed that that's going to happen, but you know, who knows really? Yeah, man. I think, I think everybody is, uh, is excited because they've seen obviously Rockfest. that, you know, the lineup is out, it's posted. Um, there's been no alterations to it. So that means the bands are all in, uh, you know, Danny Wimmer just posted a bunch of stuff over the last couple of weeks about their shows going on. You've seen 
outside of the festivals that didn't make it. And and people get confused because they see stuff that's, well, you know, we're not doing this thing isn't happening or this festival and, you know, in Omaha isn't going down. They see things like that. And automatically now the assumption is that it's being canceled because of COVID. Well, a lot of these festivals aren't operating at a capacity where they can afford to lose a year of revenue. There's, it's not the fun. It's not built that way. So some of these just, right. and, 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 you know, not to discourage any of the other festivals, I have a bias to rock fest cause I'm, I'm obviously employed there and, and, yeah, and that's right. my family. But, you know, I think when you have the strongest of the festivals that survive, it is going to make all of those festivals better because, you know, it's, it's the whole less is more thing. If there's there's less of them, obviously the, the the talent and the amount of artists that can get through there is going to increase because there's going to be you know less to spread around uh, throughout the course of a summer. But no man, it, you know, Rockfest is on the calendar. You know, I got my fucking yep. my dates are cleared. Yep. You know, it's it's a I am I'm going forward in this vision that this is this is what's I'm going to happen going regardless. <laughs> so you know what. You're gonna. I don't know. It's happening. It's, yeah. That's all there is. To it. It's we'll, been too long. We'll be there, so. hell or high water. But dude, I you know I wanted to right. see if you you know I know you've been and you've been writing a lot and you've been you've been throwing some fucking shit down on on social. Man, if you we want to fucking want to drop some shit, maybe you want to do some things. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'll drop some shit. I wish I had a beat though. It's kind of hard to you know freestyle without a beat. But uh, I got them. I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, might as well, you know, for those of you watching, can't go to shows. I'll just, uh, I don't know, I'll see if I can come up with something. I, I was working on this one earlier this month, but uh, it's like, I can't throw myself to the bees. That's what they say. And you, you've gone away much to my my dismay and all the games you play how does it feel to feel no pain and you you've gone away much to my my dismay so i carry the weight i bear the burden maybe i should have been a little more assertive I know that you're hurting, knowing that I'm dwelling in my own personal hell. Here's a list of why I should be burning in this hell. Try to break free, but nothing free comes easy. Nothing is actually for free. So I swing from the tree and take a, yeah, some shit like that. Oh, man. That's <laughs> right. Fucking no beat. We don't need it's no fucking beat. A beat man. We don't need no beat, man. We just do that shit. Fucking Vince, um, killing it, man. Killing it. No. I'm so super stoked to to get you guys back up and, and out and doing shows, man. I know that's been that's been kind of the fucking uh, you know the theme of of all the artists that I've talked to today is is that you know really taking this time to to hone in on the craft and to uh, to do all the right things and and to get yourself in a position where you're just ready to go out and and just fucking kill it. And uh, and I'm excited to get oh, yeah. you get you back out here to to fucking kill some shit, man. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. Yeah, man, uh, we're been working on like a cool acoustic hip hop project, and we're planning on some stuff on the concert. <laughs> so I'll definitely keep you posted. Uh, you guys are living like the wild, wild west out there, so things aren't. I know, man. Uh, oh man, it's nuts, dude. Yeah, it's it, like Mardi Gras. It really is, and all you fuckers from Minnesota keep on coming over and you know getting in trouble over in Hudson. Oh man, I wasn't in Hudson last weekend. <clears throat> 
Yeah, plausible deniability, they call that. I can't confirm or deny right. any of this, man. Yeah. <laughs> Vince Ebert's nu- yeah. nuisance, my friend. Uh, we will chat soon. We'll get you back on the show here sometime, man. Appreciate you taking the time out, man. Right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank awesome, you. Man. Do your best. Thank you. Vince from Nuisance on the program. I really appreciate everybody who's joined today. It's been uh, it's been an exciting first day of Cooperville Live. We're into uh, two hours and 40 minutes of conversation, and it only gets better because my long-lost friend Mitch is here. He is live. He is Cooper. in the Joshua Tree. What's up, man? How you Can doing? Can you hear me okay? Uh, you sound great. You sound, you sound great as always, Mitch. Good, good, good. How you doing, my friend? Dude, fantastic. It is a beautiful Friday afternoon here in Joshua Tree, California. And um, the studio is clean. It looks really nice. And uh, it's good to be It's good to be here with you. It's good to see you, Coop. Dude, it's good to see your face again, man. Look at your beard, dude. I know, right? Incredible, man. Wow. Well, I'm ambitious. A, I'm ambitious. A, I'm a lumberjack now. So, I mean. A badass, man. Good to see you. <laughs> No, it's it's all good, man. It's been a minute since uh, since we caught up, but you guys have been, um, and, and I've, dude, I've known you for it, it feels like, for, for a long, long time. Ten years, about ten or eleven about years. Ten years, and I've always said because I, and especially when we first met, and up until basically until the world shut down uh, about a year ago, I'm like nobody works harder than than Mitch and Phil. I mean, that's guys, the truth. You guys were doing three hundred some dates a year. Mm-hmm. You know, coming up to the middle, I mean, and, and coming up to the middle of Wisconsin in like a fucking February, which is yep. no cakewalk, snowstorms, ice storms, below zero wind chills. Well, hey, the thing is, even even when Wisconsin is experiencing that type of weather, the people of Wisconsin still want to get out and go to rock and roll shows. So it it works out. If you can if you can stand the weather and make your way over there. It's it's worth your trip because uh, those people are are, are going to be excited to see you. Yeah, we made you play in some fucking weird places too, man. And I, I, I feel like I should have been like, let's play on let's play on the ice. I have an idea. Let's play on the ice. Hey, man, we uh, play, we've played anywhere, everywhere, and I'm sure everybody that has been on your show today could attest. When you're out there doing shows like that, and you're just trying to get your name out there, um, if you're not doing everything that you can to do that, you're doing it wrong. Right. But it's it's so good to see you. It's it's been so good to, to catch up with everybody that's been on the show today. But for you especially, because I you guys have done, you got like Whalen TV going on. You guys have really embraced. I think during all this this this, and you've always had this connection with 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 Whalen fans. That's pretty close to second to none. There's always been this camaraderie. There's a great back and forth. But you guys have kind of taken it and really embraced. Um, how to keep these people who are a lot of them still locked down. I know out in California, there's a lot of people that can't, you really can't. My mother lives up in, up in Northern California. So she's like, I haven't gotten my hair cut in a year. I'm like, you look fine, mom. Yeah. Apparently. apparently Well, first of all, I got to say the Wayland warriors are the absolute best Mm -hmm. um, support group that we could ever ask for. Um, a year ago, whenever this all started, um, in whenever we were we were at a friend's house in March down in Boca Raton, Florida. Mm. Um, his name is uh, Randy Goldfarb. He's a, a, a dentist uh, for the Miami Heat. Mm. He takes care of Aerosmith when they come into town. He like works with all these big people, and he hired us for his birthday. We went down there, and um, we actually got quarantined there for forty days and forty nights in his house. 
And um, that first week, we really didn't know what to do, mm. you know. So we kind of like took it as a a sign from the universe to take a few days and chill, which we mm. did. We like hung out by the pool. Um, the people that were already over there, we were quarantined with. So we were having parties every night and everything like that. And we spent that first week kind of designing what we wanted to happen for the, the rest of the time. However long we were going to be in Florida. Mm-hmm we were going to do X, Y, Z. And so we started playing uh, the quarantine concert series and the Wayland warriors got on there every single night um, for about 30 days. Wow. And um, we got to interact and we got to play for them. We got to play for the, play the things that we had been writing, all that kind of stuff. And um, throughout this entire lockdown, they have been the absolute best support that um a band could ask for and um and on the flip side of that when we're doing lives or when we're doing private concerts for our fans or whenever we're um doing things like that uh we see that reciprocated and you see people talking like this is what i look forward to every thursday Mm -hmm. our our thursday request lives that happen every thursday they're like i look forward to wayland every single week and you know that that you're doing the right things by staying connected to your, the people that are supporting you on the road and you're staying connected to those people that are pushing and loving your music. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not in the setting that we thought it was going to be in this year. It's not in the, in the um, wasn't a part of our plan, you know, but we had to roll with it. We had to adapt. And um, I got to say, you know, would I like to be out on the road playing shows right now? I would. But I've never been more happier in my life. And I think I can speak for Phil. Um, I think he'd say the same thing. So we're my personal health is telling me I'm doing the right things for my business, you know? Right. And I think you you know this, and a lot of artists understand this. It is it, even the most diehard of fans. And, it, and maybe not the most diehard, but if you have some of the Warriors – if, if you go for a long period of time without connecting with them, um, and this is even, you know, say pre-COVID, if you mm-hmm. take six months off or even, you know, album cycles are, I don't want to say they're a thing of the past. I think it's, I think it, it, the way technology works right now, it's, it's a, it's a silly, silly notion to do an album cycle of things. But if you're away for a while, mm-hmm. the longer you're away, and you don't have touch, you don't have like a, a, a post on Instagram or you don't have, you know, anything given any update of what's going on. The website, you know, gets, you know, gets dated, you know, not that they stop caring because they still have the catalog, they still have the music, but their, their energy towards that band kind of starts to fade until they come back and they're like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, and they, they, they reestablish, you know, that connection. What I think has been, it's been fun to watch for me, from my perspective is that you and Phil have never, during all of this, lost any touch with the fan base. There's constant connection. There's there's constant interaction. There's back and forth. It's not you know a lot of times that you even when you guys are doing you know acoustic stuff, there's a connection to the fans. You're reading off comments. I mean, for and especially for a fan base of rock and roll who you know this is just killing them. They want to be at a show. They want to have beer spilt on them. You know, they, they, they miss that so much. But this is kind of like the next best thing is to have one of their favorite artists that is there in front of them performing their music and conversating with them. 
I mean, it's it's a it's a real unique, intimate relationship that I think once the shows open back up, once Wayland's back out on the road and and pounding pavement and kicking ass, I mean, that, I, I imagine that relationship has grown immensely stronger over the course of this time. Absolutely. And it's it's I think it's uh, built a lot of love and trust between each other. And, um, you know, we're we're working really hard not to like. um, How do you say just saturate it and give it, you know, give them give them uh, give to the point where we don't have any more to give. Right. Um, But I think I think we found a really cool rhythm um, with you know, like I said, it's a back and forth thing. We meet up on Thursdays and sometimes we go live randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, but our our core, the the people that are there supporting us every day in this, you know, um, they have carried us through. We have carried them through. And you feel that synergy. Um, you know, we don't know how long this is going to be. We don't know how we're, how long it's going to be before we're going to feel good about going out on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, uh, we know that in the meantime, it's important for us to keep creating and uh, keep putting out music. I mean, mm. we're, that's that's what we do. So mm. uh, I think any artist right now, um, uh, from Miley Cyrus and Foo Fighters all the way down to the the bands that were playing the back room at the smallest bars, you know, you have to adjust, mm. you have to adapt. I'm very blessed to have Phil and Alyssa and this amazing team here in the desert, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we've all stayed on the same wavelength. We've all stayed on the same frequency and um, it's uh, we're coming out of this feeling really good mm-hmm. if we are coming out of this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we feel great, man. We wake up every day and we love each other. And mm-hmm. um, I feel really lucky to be able to say that. Outside of the stuff that you're doing, obviously to interact with fans, I mean, what's 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 a day like? I mean, are you are you working on new music? Is there a lot of writing going on? I imagine Great the, the, the creative, especially so, especially um, in a place like Joshua Tree. I mean, you're in like this iconic place. Yeah, I imagine the creativity. This morning, this morning I took I took I took a sunrise hike with a buddy of mine. Um, we went on this like really badass trail mm. um, in Joshua Tree, uh, the state park, and we left here at like five thirty, and we caught the sunrise on the top of a mountain, and it mm. was unreal, mm. right? Um, but for the last few months, Phil and I have been recording uh, a, a full length record from right here in this room, wow. and um, so our day kind of consisted, and it was like loose, but you know, like we both knew what was expected of each other. Um, uh, I would usually wake up like around five thirty or six, and um, I get my. Uh, for anyone that knows Philip Valinsky, I just want to say, um, if you've ever lived with him, if you've ever worked with him, uh, good luck keeping up. <laughs> yeah. If, mm. if you have anything that you need to do during your day, make sure that you get it out of the way before you start working with him, because mm. um, he is blessed with this like infinite amount of of work energy so if you i if if there's anything that i need to do for my day like 
you know, emails or taxes or whatever, whatever I need to do. I use that time between five 30 and nine o'clock to do that may consist of meditation, yeah. writing, or, um, and I, and then I work out every day. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll get my workout in. And then, um, at nine o'clock, the three of us would come in here and, um, kind of go through like a, a meditation together of like, um, intention, what we want to see happen for the day. And then um, we'll do that really quick. And then the three of us usually have to talk about some business. Mm. Um, You know, uh, we'll go over the plan for next week or if we're traveling or if we're riding with somebody else or whatever, you know, like whatever the schedule is calling for, we'll talk about it at nine o'clock. And then Phil and I will dive into what we need to do. And we usually will work, um, nine 30, 10 o'clock and we'll go until, um, uh, we try not to burn out because mm-hmm. our studio is at our house, you know? So like we didn't really f- feel like we had a time limit to finish anything. Mm-hmm. As we got closer to the end, we were like, okay, we want to be done by this date, you know? Right. So, um, we would just work in here usually until dinner time, And then, um, you know, whatever needed to get done in here, whether it was we were tracking drums, which we track drums in here, whether we were tracking drums, guitar, vocal, overdubs, whatever, we would get that stuff done. And it's always in an organized, loving fashion. Mm-hmm. And um, and if it didn't feel and this is kind of cool for anybody that doesn't know, if it didn't feel loving in the moment, we just didn't work that day. Mm-hmm. And um, like Phil and I might rub about something and we're just like, you know what? Hey, listen, like this feels really good. Let's just wait until tomorrow to dive into this. Mm-hmm. Like we figured it out. You know, we hashed it out a little bit. Totally cool. Let's just wait until tomorrow. And I, I'm really blessed to have such an incredible partner. You know what I mean? Like we're very aware of each other and each other's energies. And 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 if one of us is kind of off, which is a human thing to have happen, the other one is like, hey, dude. Let's just work tomorrow. And we have that freedom Mm. with what we're doing. So we'd get done with all that kind of stuff. And then we've got a really cool core group of friends that are here that have been here with us the whole time. You know, a group of like eight to ten people. And um, we'll get together with two or three of them at night or with nobody. We'll have fires in the backyard. We've got like a really beautiful home with a a fire pit in the Mm. back. Um, And we put down the work and just really enjoy where we get to live, man. We're, I, uh, I can't say enough how thankful and grateful, blessed I feel to be here. <clears throat> Dude, I, I love so much about all of that. I mean, I, the fact that you have, and, and I'm a morning routine guy, and like all are, of, are you? Oh, dude. Med- dude, I have to have my routine. I do, I just do. It's, and I don't, I just don't know if people understand how valuable that is in in because some because you start talking about things and like i get it i'm a med i meditate the intentions the workout workout in the morning like some people look at that and they go but until you do it until you implement that in your life and you get into this uh regiment when it doesn't even become a routine anymore it's just this is just the day the day just works. It's like your prescription medicine. Yeah. If I don't get up and if you miss, and because I have days, because sometimes I have my kid here. Yeah, man. Gets, but if you miss something, like if you are deep into it, it will stick in your craw. Like, 
you know what I should have, you know, I, I didn't get my meditation today. And you can tell, like you would feel it. I mean, I've done a really, you know, um, through the years, if anybody has been rigid with schedule, it mm-hmm. is me. Right. I get married to things. I get attached to a schedule and I find a lot of medicine and a lot of relief in, um, in routine. Yeah. Thankfully, I have a partner that is constantly shaking me out of that routine and pushing me out of my comfort zone, which is a beautiful thing, man. It's good. It's really cool. But I'm thankful that this year especially, um, I have kind of come out of that to where, you know, if I don't get my workout in, Mm. Mitch, it's not the end of the world. Right. Like, you're going to get those good feelings coming in when you're writing and working with Phil and, and, and I'll get slightly annoyed in the, in in, right in the moment, like, Oh shit, man, I didn't get my workout in. Or like, are you going to let this affect your creativity in the studio? Yeah. Or are you just going to, it's going to be simple. Like you just didn't get your workout in and that's okay. Right. So, um, I have uh, definitely been on both ends of the spectrum mm. to where I seem like a Zen master when things don't go my way. <laughs> and then I seem like a two-year-old throwing a tantrum when things mm. don't go my way. Yeah. Whichever version of Mitch you're getting, it's a real version. It's just like <laughs> on which, whichever end you're working with, you know? Do you feel, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the vibe here, do you feel like um, even out, even regardless of, of whatever it is that's happening in the world on any spectrum, do you feel like this is you're in the best place that you've ever been as far as an artist uh, mentally, physically? Like, do you feel like you've taken the last ten months or however long we've been inside of the you know the COVID bubble? Do you feel like you are in the best place that you've been in as an artist and as a human? I feel like uh, that's a hundred percent true. Mm. Over the spectrum of everything, health, wellness mental health, um, spiritual health, if there is such a thing, um, across the board, we've never been so creative. Mm. We have never been so alive. We've never been so appreciative. We've never been so loving towards each other. uh, other. Uh, We probably haven't been this loving towards each other since we were kids. Mm. You know, we met when we were 18, 19 years old and we were, you know, Phil and I were in love back then you know what i mean like we were going to the beach and throwing our guitars open dude i've I've heard this story well i can't remember what number it was it was a part was it apartment apartment 19 14 14. i mean every day seemed magical yeah well we've been together for a really long time so like guess what you see the shit that isn't so magical Mm. and and i think i think we had two paths i think we had two paths when this started and one path was to be really incredibly discouraged Mm. And, and like, you know, cause we were supposed to go on tour, um, with our good friends in hinder, mm. um, they were doing the 15 year anniversary of their extreme behavior record. Yep. And, um, we were planning this big tour. The whole thing was sold out. It was going to be really massive. And, um, of course we're really looking forward to that. Um, we got in the studio really early last year and recorded, uh, an, an EP with Keith Nelson, excuse me, Keith Nelson from Buck Cherry, um, mm. in Madden studios with the good Charlotte guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm running into like machine gun Kelly and, um, young blood while we're making sandwiches in the kitchen and all that kind of stuff. And you Crazy. have all this stuff that's ramping up and it's like, we're going out on tour. We're going to put out this record and blah, blah, blah. And then the world's just like, boom. <laughs> Shit. and mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that there are two paths. Mm. There were two paths in this. 
there was the path where Mitch and Phil were waking up every day at each other's throats, not knowing what to do, not knowing where to go and, and everything falling apart. And then there's that other path that we just laughed and said, the world just opened up to us and we're allowed to create every day. And when we had that mentality in our heart, then we found this house in Joshua Tree. Then mm-hmm. we built a studio in the house in Joshua Tree. Then we started making records out of it. We made demos. And then we were like, man, these sound really good. So we started sending them to our producers that we've worked with before. And be like, hey, are you interested in uh are you interested in getting your hands on this track? And they would be like, Absolutely not. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, don't stop doing it. Right. I don't want you coming into my studio and me ruining what you guys are doing. Mm. And we realized that we had something truly magical on our hands. The stuff that we're making here is like the best stuff we've ever written, the best stuff we've ever recorded, the best sounding stuff we've ever had. And it's, it's yeah, okay, yeah, we are talented individuals, and we are. But right. what it stemmed from was a mindset in the beginning mm. that we had to look at each other and be like, okay, we love each other. We want to stay together. We love this music. We want people to hear it. And we want to be there for the Wayland Warriors, period. That was it. That was the intention. And we went into, um, you know, how do we how do we find the best way to connect with our, with, 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 with the Warriors along with what's the best plan for getting this music recorded and put out? Right. And um, then there was no looking back. Then, I mean, like, yeah, you're putting on the mask whenever you're going in a store or something. Um but other than that, like, we're not watching the news. Right. We don't. We're not paying attention to the things that are possibly going to interrupt our creativity. And so we just stayed together and created. And it's been the greatest time of of our lives. I I, I don't want to say. I mean, like, hey, Phil, is this the greatest time of your life? Um, <laughs> Starts but I guarantee no, uh, you it's the same, man. Like because we talk about it, you know. Like yeah. when we're sitting around the campfire after a day working, I, I'll never forget Cooper. Um, and I may tell this story for the next fifty years, but we were working on a couple of the tracks in here really early on mm. in the process, and we started realizing what we had. You know, whether anyone hears it or not, we're just proud that it is our best work, right? Right. And we're sitting around the monitors and we're listening to this thing. And we both break out and start crying, mm. like sobbing, like, and we're holding each other like this, like, <laughs> because we're, we're so in love with the moment and mm. with that, with the process that we're in. And we're listening to the best music that we've ever made and we're making it on our own. And, um, I don't think anybody can replace that. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if, and I, like I said, we've known each other for 10 years and you've always been like a very super positive, super outgoing and uplifting individual. And that's just, I think that's just oh, part you. of who you are. But I don't know that in any of our conversations that I've ever seen you in, in a place that you are right now. Where I would it, agree with you. I, I, I mean, agree. It's, it's like hands down, it is, 100%. I'm on, I'm firing at all cylinders. I'm like, dude, 
man. I think I'm an eight cylinder Toyota Camry just ready to roll right <laughs> now. <laughs> We're getting <laughs> 70 miles a gallon. We're fucking going down the highway. That's I don't right, man. Care. They don't make much noise, but they get no. you where you want to go no. and they last a long time, right? Yeah, they're like a half a decibel above a Tesla. You, you kind of hear it, but not even, no, maybe a little bit. You're like, what is that? Oh, that's a Toyota Camry. That's a Camry. Yeah, it's running, running clean, man. And it's yeah, running clean. Yeah. But it's, no, man, we're happy. And, and, um, I, I think we just found a really cool flow mm. and a really cool creative flow within each other. Um, we're really lucky to have um, Alyssa, uh, Fearless Entertainment, as our management. Um, she's heads and shoulders, just keeps us heads and shoulders above our lower versions of our our, mm. our, our ourselves and our business selves. And, and, you know, on my worst days, on my worst days at nine o'clock when I'm meeting with my team, I'm like, man, it doesn't get any better than this. Right. Like, I'm like pissed about something that happened last night. And it's just so trivial compared to the joy and the love that I'm feeling for this right now, you know. So I'm really excited for um, everything's in mixing and mastering right now. Mm. We don't have a plan for release. Um, obviously, that'll come. Uh, in a little bit, but uh, we just couldn't be more excited to start sharing this music with, with the Wayland warriors and with the rest of the world for sure. Mitch, it is, it's always great to talk to you. I, I, Enjoy, Cooper. Thank this, you for having me. On this particular occasion, I think the perfect way to wrap up what has now been over three hours of this show uh, with a lot of conversation with a lot of great people. I think the message that, that you have portrayed that you have, you've brought into this conversation, not just for artists, but really for anybody who's who's watching or if you're going to listen to this podcast later, you're going to catch a clip of this on Twitch. I think a lot of things that you've said, just because of how people have had a tendency to react to the situation that everybody is under, a lot of the, the things that you said can be taken and implemented into somebody's life and make them immensely better. I think you have you've you've said a lot of things that are that are so positive and are so uplifting and can put people in a better mindset. And and despite the creativity, because I can't even, I'm, I'm imagining this fucking room of you and Phil together, and it's like, it's just free and clear, and there's no bullshit, and it's just it like, really let's, it's just, let's just make some magic happen. But I am, I'm just so fucking happy for you, dude. I, I can't even begin to describe it, man. I'm excited for you to hear the music. And, and whenever things open up, I just want you to know, Coop, we've got an extra bedroom. You are oh, more than shit. welcome to come visit anytime. We go on hikes. We have like, I mean, to me, it's uh, I, I, I would love to be closer to an ocean, but I am smitten every day of my life when I wake up here. Yeah, I'll take you up on that, Mitch. Yeah, Wayland. come on out, man. Hey, it's a lot of fun. Thank you, brother. Much love, much love to Phil and Alyssa and the entire team. You guys are you just it, it's it makes me happy, it makes my heart happy to hear how how well uh, things are going you, out there man. for you, man. I love you. Appreciate you. Hey. Appreciate you very much. Thank you very much for yeah. having me. Thank you very much, Mitch. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too, brother. There you go. Mitch Arnold from Wayland on the program. Thank you all. It has been a fantastic debut episode of Cooperville Live. Uh, we're over three hours now, three hours and six minutes. Um, it's been great. Uh, thank you to all of my guests who are on the show today. Dr. Jay LaGuardia, uh, Mike from uh, The Violent, uh, Matt Jimmy James. Good luck at the show tonight, brother. Down in Houston uh, from Blacktop Mojo. Uh, Phil from Max Built. Better late than never, my friend, but you made it, and I'm, I'm so happy that you did. Uh, AP, Adrian Patrick of Otherwise, thank you, my friend. Uh, great catching up with you. Um, follow those guys on Twitch. 
they do some funny ass stuff and some fun things uh, interacted on on Twitch. Uh, Jimmy Tyler from The Lonely Ones, check out their new single that just dropped today. It is called Change the Station. It's available on all streaming platforms. Search for The Lonely Ones. Uh, Jimmy, uh, great chatting with him. Neil Middleton of Royal Bliss, good luck at your show tonight down there in Salt Lake. Uh, Vince from Nuisance, I appreciate you. And of course, my last guest of the show, Mitch Arnold of Wayland, doing great things out there in uh, in Joshua Tree, California. Uh, and thanks to you, all of you, for, uh, for tuning in on whatever platform. Thank you for uh, for all the follows, for all the comments, uh, for being a part of it. We'll be back at it on Monday, uh, and we'll have plenty of audio clips and, and videos coming out on all the social media platforms. So if you missed any of it, you can watch it again and, uh, and, and keep on interacting, man. We're just going to grow from here. So thank you for the time. Enjoy your weekend. If you're in the Midwest, uh, beware of the polar vortex. It's going to be cold as fuck this weekend, but stay happy. Good seeing y'all. Take care of yourselves. Have a good weekend. We out.